Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Oh, uh, I'm expecting a very happy James this weekend because, or this episode, because we have hired an offensive coordinator who has actually called plays before in his life. Yep, yep. Very happy. Bill O'Brien coming over from Alabama. Mm -hmm. Belichick poaching off his good friend Nick Saban's coaching staff down there. Um, I would assume that you were pleased with this. Super pumped. I was pumped that it was it's not only done, it was done quickly. He is now technically in the building and um, you know, is able to start with the off season stuff. He can be involved in other coaching hires. He was obviously at the college level in Alabama. He probably knows a lot of people, a lot of guys coming out that he likes. Uh, offensive talent that he would want to draft, stuff like that. So I'm just happy he was brought in quickly. Uh, there was no messing around. And, you know, now he can definitely be ingrained in that process as opposed to like, oh, let's bring him in in four months. Like the Patriots, you know, usually the Patriots bill, whoever drags their feet. We didn't really have a clear answer on who was calling offensive plays last year until training camp, which is kind of a wild idea uh, in terms of the NFL. You know, I've heard people talking about it on the radio, sports talk, ESPN, stuff like that. And they're, you know, it's like, this is what normally happens. And it's so weird that it's happened like this, that it's like, wow, look what we've done. And everyone else in the league's like, yeah, like we do this like every other year, we fire a bunch of guys and then hire a bunch. So, and it sounds like Matt Patricia is probably out. I don't know if you guys have heard those reports, but it sounds like yeah. he might not even be back, which is, fine with me yeah according to the um the senior bowl coaches that were announced um they they basically listed everybody but him demarcus covington bill o'brien um joe judge wasn't on that either so i don't know what the um what's that for for people going to the it's the east west shrine bowl east west shrine bowl yeah right so but what uh, old our coaches would go to that normally is that they have to be announced we got selected so Bill O'Brien's there. They have they listed everybody, and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia weren't on the list. So I don't know what kind of oh, role they would be in. But um, Belichick's going to be overseeing that, and they weren't on the roster, so or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a great move. It's the ideal move. Bill O'Brien here. He's familiar with the building. He knows Belichick. He's got a good rapport with Belichick. He knows Mac Jones. He's got a good rapport with him. Um, it's a guy that's got a lot of experience calling plays, mm-hmm. um, a lot of experience running offenses, not just calling plays, but he knows what it takes from other coaches on the staff. Apparently they're bringing Adrian Clem back in for another interview, um, potentially as an offensive line coach. That would be great. Um, he's the running game, current running game coordinator at, uh, university of Oregon, the ducks. And, um, I guess he spent some time in Pittsburgh too, is there. Um, offensive. I heard his coach. time in Pittsburgh didn't go too well, though. I don't know if you didn't have any talent there. They had yeah, they have a well, weird apparently zone blocking scheme too. The rumor was that he was there for a year, and within like six, you know, within within season, he was looking for other jobs. And Mike Tomlin was like, "All right, get the hell out of here." And that's kind of like how that all went down, which doesn't sound great. I don't know. You know, we'll see. Well, <laughs> I think at Pittsburgh's run game, it's always it's been pretty around. decent. Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's it been all, pretty yeah, decent the last decent. few years. I think the important part is that they're looking to act, hire an actual offensive line coach, yes. which is 
one of the, I mean, there, there's only a hand, however many people are on a coaching staff, 10 guys, 12 guys, whatever it is, there's a couple real critical roles. And we all knew that with Dante Scarnecchia being here for so long, that that was a crucial role. Uh, so the fact that they're actually going to hire somebody with some experience, that's mass- massive. Yeah, some no, great example of that is is the year, I think it was a couple times Dante Scarnecchia left and the offensive line was just in shambles for weeks and weeks and then they had to bring him back multiple times. Yeah. Um, it's very clear that coaching is, is not something that can be taken for granted in the NFL. Um, the other thing is uh, quarterback coach. They need to fill that role. And maybe mm-hmm. that's um, that's Bill O'Brien. Maybe Bill could be Bill he, O'Brien. Is he going to be offensive be. coordinator and QB coach? You think that's that's what he was last time he was with the Patriots. Yeah, Josh did that okay. for a few years too. You know, Josh yeah. kind of was the guy. So I mean, he or he could bring someone in, but it seems like it's up to him, which is nice. Whether mm-hmm. it's him or he brings a guy in, so you figure a guy of Bill O'Brien's stature with with his resume, he's probably going to have some sway in terms of filling out the offensive coaching staff. Yeah, the way that he sees fit. Which yeah. is great. I mean, and the it, other thing it seems, I like, I, I was going to say, it just seems like he, um, you know, he's going to be a huge part. It's almost like Bill, you know, would you'd expect Bill to be like, all right, you're going to take the offense. Like, I'll have some input, but you, you know, like you're saying, O'Brien, he's run teams before. He's been head coach places in college, obviously, with this stint with the Texans, which was a long time. Um, you know, he's going to have a lot of control over there. And he, he, you know, he drafted offensive talent. He got a lot out of DeAndre Hopkins. He helped make um, Watson who he was. You know, he's, you know, he didn't always have the greatest players over there, but they were always competitive. And he, he got his guys to play. He made the playoffs a lot. So I think he's going to get a lot of control in the offense, which is great. I'm happy about that. Yeah, it, I, this probably closes the door on the DeAndre Hopkins rumors, even oh, though yeah. I'm still seeing them online. And I'm fine did, with that. I'm honestly fine well with that. Those guys. Well, I heard that that. I heard some people say that it was the owner that more than Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien just kind of did it. And the owner wanted to get that paycheck off his books, which is, you know, I don't know who knows how it went down between the two of them. I don't really care about DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like he's good. You know, was he's he hasn't really played a full season in a couple of years years old, I believe, at this point. He got suspended last year. The year before that, I think he's been banged up. I don't know about I know last season he was he barely he, he didn't play much at all last season. Right. And when he did, he didn't. What was it? I was just saying, I think he's 31 years old. 31, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not spring chicken. Although he's never really been a speed guy, he's always been kind of a, a hands catcher, uh, jump ball kind of guy, uh, runs good routes. He's, I mean, he's a great receiver, but 31, you're going to bring him in. I mean, he's still really good. I think that there's probably other receivers on the market. I feel like they definitely should add someone as far as like, I don't know if they're going to do it in the draft. Our, our track record isn't that good, but, um, there's well, maybe being Billy knows there, a little like, bit more, you know, yeah, T Higgins, T Higgins is a name I've heard thrown out there. That's, yep, I've heard that. That's a guy that, uh, would probably command a first round pick with his age and his production throughout the course of his first few years in the, in the NFL. Um, I don't really want Odell Beckham here. Um, no, you know, I don't know who, who you could bring in, but you're looking at the free agent class. It's Jacoby Myers is probably the best free agent him and, Smith Schuster, who I don't think is very good at all. Um, couple, couple names there that I think could be pretty good here is DJ Chark, but I like again, DJ not Chark. a not a wide receiver one. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, I like Chark too. I, uh, you know, if you could trade for one of those guys, like you mentioned, T Higgins. I've heard some guys on Denver. 
you know, I don't know if there's a team that's just trying to blow everything up this season, off season and, you know, sell, which is always kind of comes up kind of later towards free agency. So you can look for something like that. I'd also, I know our track record in the draft's pretty bad. Um, you know, you got Thornton coming up. I would go there again. If you can, I'd hope, hopefully I'd get Myers back. I'd love to get Myers back and maybe Bill O'Brien. There's a player he really likes that he knows he can get and sell the team on and coach up and be, you know, somewhat of a star, which would be fantastic. I keep saying our odds get better with every blown draft pick we have at receiver. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's a, it's a fucking math game point. It's math problem at this point. Uh, hopefully Thornton's good. You still have Parker. Uh, it sounds like Bourne will be back. I mean, you really just need one more guy. Plus, if you can get Myers back and a guy, I think you'd be set. So who knows? I, know. I, I I wouldn't be opposed to going in the draft. I know everyone's talking tackle in the draft, right? I mean, that's what everyone's talking about. Tackle but, or corner is what I've seen the most in the first round, yeah. You know, I've looked at the, the tackle free agency market, and it's pretty deep. There's a lot of guys out there for tackle this year, and I know the the market always gets kind of – driven up with them but i wouldn't be surprised and i wouldn't mind getting a veteran keeping trent brown and then getting a rookie in like the second or third round and i think that's yeah and you can you have some flexibility there with on too you could always move on when outside and right and bring someone else and, in the middle bring in a guard um you know it's still not a, a deep spot for the team uh, andrews is yeah. getting a little old um but they have really cool there's a lot of guys and there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, according to the forecasted free agency um, contracts, it's not like, you know, everyone's going for $25 million. There's a couple guys, I think it was like Orlando Brown Jr. is going for big money, and then there's a couple guys in the 10 to $15 million rank. Yeah, McGlinchey. Kind of, like McGlinchey, yes. McGlinchey, yep. Yeah. Where they there's paid Trent Brown. There. So, I mean, if you can get one of those guys to fill in and then a backup and then draft a guy to develop, I think you'll be okay. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, no it's doubt. interesting. Um, yeah, there's plenty of time in the offseason to to get into the nitty-gritty on on that type of stuff. But I think for, for right now, it's great that we got an, a senior position on the offensive side of the ball with experience, that they're looking into getting a legitimate offensive line coach, not a fired head coach who only coached defense. And then the, mm-hmm. the last one, we haven't yeah. seen any movement on it, but I think we're all in agreement that special teams coaching staff needs to, needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere down the line. I don't know. Hopefully, they don't wait too long on that. Um, uh, Cam Accord and Joe Judge are in the building, so I would imagine maybe not Joe Judge, but it. it I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do there, but they definitely have some options. Um, the other thing I really wanted to mention about Bill O'Brien is he commands respect. Like, there's there shouldn't be any more of this bad body language from Mac Jones. I mean, he wouldn't even take that shit from Tom Brady. I can't remember <laughs> if it was 2011 or 12 or something, and Brady tried to throw a gasket on him on the sidelines. And yep. Bill, and Bill O'Brien wasn't having it. So Taekwon Underwood play. Right. That that should be a lot better. And if the quarterback's on board, it really helps with the rest of the team being on board and, and the buy-in across across the board. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think – He'll definitely help turn Mac Jones. Apparently, Mac Jones is already very excited to work with Bill O'Brien, so that's great. Um, and back to the special teams point, yeah, I mean, we've been kind of hammering it all year. It's been two years of just trash on, you know, special teams is supposed to be a unit where there's not much to go. You know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, but it's pretty easy to prevent those things. 
you know, getting people set, kind of going through things. It's a very step-by-step process. It's not like offensive defense where you have to make sure you're calling all these great plays and scheming things up. It's No, it's very, you know, one plus one equals two. Just get the guys out there, have them do their job, and make it, you know, you don't want it to force the game for you to lose. And I can't, ima- I can't remember how many plays, especially this year, we've lost on just someone jumping off sides. Or, you know, maybe not lost on it, but it's severely affected the game. You know, someone jumped offside. Someone wasn't set. Um, you know, the punt block or the, you know, the punt protection somewhat, you know, no one, there was a couple guys who didn't know who their man were, you know, the kickoff returns, not knowing when to kick the ball out of bounds versus kicking a squib kick. It's like the amount of things they've done this year and last year was really bad too. And it's all under Cam Cord and on the sidelines. He always looks like he doesn't know what's going on. He's throwing his hands up. Like, why'd you do that? Well, <laughs> clearly you aren't coaching him well. And I don't know how he still has a job. I really hope they completely reevaluate and get that dude, you know, reassigned or out of the building because he's done terrible. I mean, you in in the the saddest part about it is the amount of money that they've we've spent at special teams. It seems like is pretty high. You know, you have Matthew Slater, who's basically a coach on the field, so you have him going for you. We've spent, you know, we've had a we always pay three or four special teamers to do a good job. Uh, Schooler made the team and he was pretty good. And when he got hurt, it was like everything fell apart. They didn't know what to do. And it's like he shouldn't be that much of a linchpin. Like there's you're, you you got to coach other guys up. And they it was just bad. It was bad. I, you can attribute maybe one or two games that we lost this year, possibly due to special teams. Also one that we won against the Jets. Yeah, but I don't I don't really credit him. I mean, that's just <laughs> she. Well, you know, it's not blame, like but no credit. Well, because it's like. Marcus Jones is clearly a like rare talent, right? Yeah. And he's the one returning the kick. Sure, it was blocked. Well, great. That's great. You get a little bit of credit for that, but really not much. Marcus Jones is just faster than everybody, and you know he made a play. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. No, I know. I don't. I, know. I don't want to. I see just Cam can't. Back. I can't stand Cam Accord, and he's got to go. He really yeah. has to go. So that's another position that should be addressed in the in the coming weeks. We'll see if it is. Um, did you guys watch the divisional round? Four games. It's it always every, every year mm. we're like, this is the best weekend of football because it's two games, both days. It's the eight best teams in the NFL usually. Um, this one, I mean, Jaguars and Chiefs might have been the best game. Yeah. And it was the game that, that really... we thought was probably going to be the worst one. And I mean, it wasn't even really, it wasn't a very exciting game. Pat Mahomes got hurt pretty quick. You know, Chiefs were up. I don't remember if it was 10 or 14 points at the time. They were up. Pat Mahomes gets hurt in, you know, a very clear ankle, you know, bad ankle injury. The guy keeps hobbling around, and the Jaguars couldn't do anything. I mean, they couldn't beat a one-legged quarterback, essentially. Yeah, well, they they gave Chad up Henney. a touchdown drive. They gave up a touchdown drive, drive to Chad, to Chad Henney. Henney. Yep. Like and then Mahomes comes back for the second too. half. Yeah. I mean, it was, it. you know, I don't know. But I wasn't very impressed by the I game. looked... I looked back at the highlights and I'm kind of impressed with the Jaguars. I just think that they're they're pretty good. They were getting pressure on Mahomes. Yeah. Uh not that he was a moving target at that point. Trevor Lawrence is isn't a great talent. I mean, and then the one thing that I thought the Jaguars didn't do a very good job of was handling the blitz. Steve Spagnola was just dialing it up five, he six was. guys at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it put Trevor Lawrence in a tough position and not enough teams up, do that, you know? No just, one really does that. Send them. Yeah, no one really does that. It rattles a lot of guys. It does, um, particularly somebody in 
the biggest game of his NFL career at that point. Sure. Absolutely. The Giants certainly send a lot of guys. Not not that it was going to help them at all in that Eagles game, but um, not, not to jump ahead. I mean, Mahomes with the high ankle sprain, which has happened to him before, evidently. Yeah. Um, you know, he looked okay. He still moved around decently. He's going to have a week of rehab at this point. They're probably mm-hmm. going to give him, you know, whatever medications are going to help him perform at his They're best. Screwed. They got to be. Screwed? I think got to be screwed. I mean, I can't imagine him. He couldn't even. He couldn't put any pressure on that leg. He I mean, still some moved around. I saw him run for a first down. <sighs> he did, yeah, but it didn't. It wasn't pretty. No, That's it's not pretty. Like, but he was effective. What's interesting is uh, Pacheco there with twelve carries and ninety-five yards. That's that's an yeah, added weapon well. for a team that really is pretty one-dimensional in the pass game. Uh, with Mah- with Mahomes not being able to move around and create as much as normal. Um, they don't have a lot of guys to throw to. If you look at Travis Kelsey, I mean, what do you, what do you have? Seventeen targets. It's it's pretty clear what they want to do. It's a joke. Um, it's a joke. Seventeen That's targets. Yeah. Fourteen catches, like a little less than a hundred yards, and what a one or two touchdowns. I don't know. It's just like two. How obvious can it be? <laughs> what they want? Uh, two touchdowns. What they want to do, and we say it all the time. Like, hey, if you just stop Kelsey, but. That's the problem is you can't just stop Kelsey. He's too good um, between him and Mahomes. If Mahomes gets time, he's going to get open. Um, so it's pretty impressive that they're able to do this with limited targets. I think Sky, I don't even know if Sky Moore played. I think he, he played he very played. little. He got and like got a hurt. handoff and got crushed. Yeah. Kadarius Tony played. He's, he's been pretty good, um, you know, as far as just stepping in. Smith Schuster was a non-factor. Two targets for two catches and 29 yards. It's it's pretty impressive that they keep going to Kelsey and, and they keep going to that well and, and getting something out of it. Well, the thing I don't understand about Kelsey is you watch him and it's, you know, it's usually manned up. They're manned up on him. And it's, there's you, I never, not never, I don't understand. And, you know, Sean will probably tell me, well, you can't do that every play, but double cover him literally every freaking play. I mean, I don't know, you know, you can't do that. Why not? I mean, he's literally. When Mahomes is freaking out and doesn't know what to do, he always, like, Kelsey's the guy, he always knows where he is on the field, regardless of everybody else. And if he's freaking out, he throws it to where Kelsey's supposed to be, and Kelsey's generally always there. And it's always catchable because he, you know, Kelsey's one of these guys who angles his body, boxes out, does that uses his size to get in front of people. But if I don't know why they don't double him more. You rarely see a true double coverage on him, and he's the only one they can throw to. It, I mean, the whole offense does seem like it runs through Kelsey. Um, one thing I would say is that mo- I feel like most of the catches he gets are not designed, where it's just like he floats into an area. Right, he makes no, a, absolutely. He makes a cut after things break down. Mahomes is on the move, and then he just finds him. And I don't, I don't know how you break that, that type of telepathy that those two guys have. You put uh, a guy in between them and a guy over him. It's almost like when uh, this is an old basketball coverage where it's the box and one where you play four guys in zone coverage and then you got one guy in man who doesn't even look anywhere else. He's just looking at the center of mass of the guy that you're trying to shut down Mm. where it's like uh, you almost need that guy to not play in the run game, not look around anywhere else. It's like the old Darrell Revis, just put him on a guy and that's it. Right. But I I don't know that there are really athletes with the, Type of foot speed, quickness, size that can defend him. Yeah, those those people are very rare. It doesn't. Kelsey keeps climbing up the postseason record book. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we always talk about like you know they should double team him, they should do this with him, they should do that with him. These guys in the NFL, these coaches, they're smart. They're not there for no reason. 
the are they? they still are they smart <laughs> all the time? I don't know. I think I think they would have to be, right? I mean, it seems like they should be. I feel like they are outsmart themselves most of the time. Is maybe what it is. They go, well, well we gotta get if, you in there and see how it goes. Well, if it's like if you, <laughs> I, you know, you see double coverages on the guys on the outside where they have um, like Smith Schuster and what's his name from Green Bay. They got this here, uh, Valdez Marcus, Scantling. Valdez Scantling, yeah. And it's like you'll see double coverages on those guys as much as you see it on Kelsey. And it's like, like those guys aren't worth it. They should do the old, the, the Bill Belichick, uh, Jimmy Graham defense. Do you remember that when he would put two linebackers on a jam on Jimmy yes, Graham at the line of scrimmage? Exactly. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. That was, and it worked beat the hell out of him in the first five yards. That's what I would do. See, I would do that. Absolutely. We see very little true double teams in the NFL. Now it's usually you're right. to man coverage yeah. with safety help over the top. It's never like, hey, we're actually doubling this X or Y. You know, it's pretty rare to see that. And, and NFL teams pick up on that quickly and they'll expose you elsewhere. Um, yeah. Impressive, though. I mean, impressive. the Jaguars are definitely an up and coming team. That's something I yeah. want to see next year is the next step from them. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what the difference of Doug Peterson versus Urban Meyer, the difference that makes. They got a professional coach now. They got a lot of talent. They got more resources to, to expend. Uh, both draft and free agency. You know, Trevor Lawrence is on the rookie deal. So Jaguars should be in control of that AFC South for a couple of years going forward. Let's talk about the other AFC game, Bengals at Bills. This was one that I think last week we all agreed the Chiefs were going to win. This one we were split. So both of you guys took the Bengals. Mm. I took the Bills. My brain Sucks took to the be Bengals. You. My brain took the Bengals. I, got, <laughs> I hedged my bets a little bit there. But uh, the Bengals dominated from, yeah. from, you know, word one in this game. Mm-hmm. In the elements, it was snowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills, you know, both of those teams are outdoor cold weather teams. By I don't know about the Bills loca- are. I would say, wait, wait, let me finish. By geographic mm-hmm. location. Okay. However, the Bills don't seem to play like that. You know, they don't run the ball. They don't, for whatever reason, and I think this is their biggest issue, their defensive line has like first and second round picks all up and down. And none mm-hmm. of them are performing. I mean, Ed Oliver didn't do shit. The I'm forgetting his name. The kid from Miami that I was really Rousseau. high on, Rousseau, Gregory Rousseau, AJ Epinesa hasn't done anything for them. And I was really mm-hmm. high on him coming out of Iowa. They need a better defensive line coach and potentially a defensive coordinator because they're just getting run off the field at this point. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty unimpressed with Buffalo. I thought. They, you know, all season they were kind of the team. They've been, everyone's talked about how stacked they were. Um, Josh Allen and just everything he's been able to do up to this point, And they couldn't do anything. I mean, he threw the ball 42 times, had an interception, no touchdowns. And, you know, a trend that we've seen for I don't know how long now, which everyone seems to forget by the beginning, middle of the season. And then by the time playoffs comes, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's the running game. It's who can control the trenches. And if, I mean, I, not to jump too far ahead to all these other games, but basically the team that controlled the trenches every game won. You know, you look at Jacksonville and um, Kansas City, as we were just talking about, you said that was the closest game of the weekend, and it was. They matched each other in rushing yards. Um, you know, there were some other factors in there, obviously, that helped Kansas City win, but they could both run the ball. Cincinnati ran the ball 172 yards on 34 carries. Mixon had 20 carries for 105 yards. Perrine had some carries. Burrow even got running a little bit. The Bills, 63 yards on 19 carries. They barely ran it. They couldn't run it when they did. 
James Cook seems like a good player, couldn't do much. Josh Allen really couldn't run it. He, I don't know if something was going on. Obviously, the footing when it's snowing out is difficult, so that played into it. Um, but it's the teams with you know good defense, good running game, and can make a couple throws seems to be the ones that win. And I, I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like the Bills, obviously Josh Allen, they have a big window of opportunity there. But for this team and this squad with the players they have, you know, things move pretty quick. A lot of guys can leave in a, in a hurry. Um, you you heard the, the stories about Stefan Diggs being livid. I mean, there's the clip yeah. of him yelling at Josh Allen. Then he leaves the, the locker room, gets pulled yeah. back by a teammate and then immediately leaves right after that. Yeah. And he's on Twitter being like, you want me to be happy about losing? It's like, no, I want you to not be, be a there dick for about your teammates. Teammate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not be a, be a sore loser. <laughs> yeah. I was really impressed with Cincinnati in this game, especially their offensive line. That was really banged up. They had three starters down going into this game mm-hmm. and, the Bills just couldn't get any pressure on, on Joe Burrow when he picked them apart. They had to blitz to get pressure. Um, and when he wasn't blitzed, uh, he ate him alive. He had an 88.7 when when he wasn't blitzed in PFF this week and a 60.9 when when they did blitz him, which is only nine times. Um, Joe Burrow is, is just a born winner. If you don't yeah, get after she... him, he's a great player. And he might not put up the gaudy stats, but right now I'm looking at guys that like perform – in the moment, the mm-hmm. moment's never too big for him. And yep. he's got all the receivers, he's got all the weapons, and he, he's made the best of it. Um, they tried to address the offensive line this year, and I don't know if they got new coaching in, but personnel-wise, they they addressed it. And those a bunch of those guys were out, and he still was able to you know, stay fairly clean. And they came out hot. They came out like they were pissed Ready off to go. That, they, that they didn't have a chance to, to get their own home field advantage and I mean, that's the way I would have felt about it, and and they definitely seem that way to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joey Beast, I mean, Beast. I yeah, they killed it. We kind of thought they they seemed like the team going into it. They've been they've had the hot hand and they played great. And Buffalo, man, they got a lot of things to figure out, and they were hot all season. So it's it's kind of it's a sticky situation to you know what is the problem here? Why why weren't we able to do it? Was it the Demar Hamlin thing that just took the gas out of them? Um, is it their coaching? You know, like you said, nine blitzes. It's like everyone knows you got to get to these guys, especially in the playoffs. It's snowing. The footing's not good. It's mistake, uh, you know, opportunity for mistakes on the defense, you know, to take advantage of offense mistakes. And you just kind of, Bill's just kind of lined up. They were playing soft zone. It's like, what are you fucking guys doing? Yeah, you know, and that, their secondary their secondary hasn't been good, and I think that's a byproduct of their pass rush hasn't been very good the last few right. weeks. Yeah, um, absolutely. Tre'Davious White doesn't look like the same player to me, although he does you know, He's backed he up a, against some. He and he had dominant. some bad. He had some bad pass interferences in yeah. that game too, and right? he was dominant two years ago before that bad injury. Yeah, uh, injury. yeah I saw. Uh, Jordan Poyer get beat in coverage multiple times. It's like yep. very uncharacteristic. And I know they've been banged up this year. Um, the other thing on the other side of the ball, their offensive line needs help. Um, Josh Allen's under a ton of pressure. You can only rely yeah. on him to, uh, and that's what they do. They've been relying on him to make these godlike plays where he gets away from this ridiculous pass rush somehow. And he ends up to get positive plays out of it. You can only depend on that for so long. Right. Um, Especially on a snowy game. That's not easy to depend upon. No, I mean, that's, you know, that's not a, a lasting recipe for, for success. And, you know, 
I'm waiting happy to see the Bills lose. I'm always happy even, to see the Bills lose. They're they're in a tough spot here going forward. Josh Allen's uh, his cap hit was 16 million this year. Next year, it's almost 40 million. It's 39.7. They oh, are time. currently 15 million dollars over the over the cap. You mentioned Jordan Poyer. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting left guard Roger Saffold, Jordan Phillips, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, they they've got some guys that they around, really yeah. want to have back that they don't have the money to bring back. Yeah, they've They're had a tough spot. This was the win. Had a, this was the year. This I was the so year too. Yeah. They've had Everyone a really complete it. roster the last few years. You know, it's one of these teams you could look at and they're like almost bulletproof. And now it's going to start catching up to them with that quarterback money and Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs and and some of these big superstars. Like it's Von tough Miller to make an eighteen mil. Yeah, yeah. Yep. One and you, and you know the thing that killed me is late in the game. I mean, they were you know in the fourth quarter they were still in it. It was getting more unlikely by the second that they were going to win that game, but. Cincinnati was running the ball for like eight yards of carry and they couldn't do Buffalo couldn't do a damn thing about it. Nothing. They couldn't do anything. It was, you know, they were lining up to run the ball just to kill clock and Buffalo just basically let them have eight yards, seven yards, another five, yards. you know, first down after first down, they couldn't stop them. They couldn't even get the ball back when they needed. I mean, that's not championship football right there. And, and Ryan, to you know, add on to what you were saying on their offense, their offensive line needs help, and it seems like the only way they try and even get yards on offense is big plays. It's like they're yeah. looking – Josh Allen's looking downfield, 15 yards plus, trying to make plays. He doesn't – I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's their scheme that they're – how they're calling things. Like they're not in it for that 80-yard, you know, 20-play drive. They can't do it. And yeah, we've seen that, scheme. And, right? And earlier in the year, you know, they're crushing teams that can't defend the deep ball. You know, right. if we couldn't defend the deep ball. A bunch of other teams can't defend it that well. They're throwing it downfield. They're making it look like a joke. It's run, you know, it looks easy to them. And then they get to the playoffs with someone, okay, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get that big chunk yard. Can you chunk play? Can you do it? And they couldn't fucking do it. They really, yeah, the interesting was, thing there. They looked too anemic. They were they were running the ball. They were averaging five point two yards a carry. They just don't want to do that, right? You know, they give up they on it. They, Nineteen they carries, it. like it's like they don't want to do it. Um, and I mean that's that's on them. That's a decision you need to make that could win you the game, and you abandon it for the sake of making big plays, which is right kind of how they're wired. It seems like you know, and it didn't look good. Yeah. So the Bills go home. The Bengals move on. We'll, we'll touch on the AFC Championship game matchup in a minute, but just to duck into the NFC, Giants at Eagles. I mean, the Eagles just played them off the field. I mean, that, that, a that's joke. a talent disparity. Yeah, no right? contest. Yeah, it was. I mean, a we joke. don't have to spend a ton ton of time on that, but it's very clear that the Eagles are on a totally different tier than the well, Giants are at this point. You know, and what I'll say about that is the Giants. Obviously, the Eagles played well, but it wasn't while watching the game like the Eagles were doing anything that was so hard to defend or so mind-blowingly different or anything. It's like the Giants sat in a soft zone and got eaten alive in the run game. And on offense, they just... Daniel Jones looked scared. They looked uncomfortable. They didn't know where to go with the ball. People were dropping passes. They couldn't... It was it was a disaster all over the field for the Giants. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how you get a blowout. But it was just like, how did they get here? You know, you were mentioning the week week 18. They they played the Eagles with their backups and almost won in a game the Eagles were trying to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they had – I don't. It, something happened. It's like the whole – all the steam was let out of them 
and they were a hot team. So it was it was kind of weird. I don't like what was his name Stefanski, the coach over there. No, no. he's in what, Cleveland. No, yeah. What's their coach's name? Dable was, Sirianni. Dable? No, Sirianni. Sirianni. With the Eagles. You oh, you don't like him celebrating with the crowd? Well, not even that. I mean, they're up what twenty-seven nothing, and he's like going for two, trying to get an offside so they get an extra yard, and then he, you know, he's doing weird things, lining up and going for it uh, when they're way up. It's like I don't know if you're trying to get practice, but this is how you usually get someone hurt from. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind rubbing it in, but if, if you're putting people in harm's way, that's when you become Brandon Staley. Right. And that's kind of like what it looked like to me. And I was like, what is this fucking guy doing? You're up 28 nothing against a team that clearly can't get a first down. Like, it was a weird relax. game. It was a weird game. Did you see the chains broke early in the game? Yeah. And then um, they had to tape it together. They don't have a tape, spare fucking tape? little chain part, little clip. I don't understand. It was like, and then, and then, um, Daniel Jones loses a contact and has to come out of the game. It's some weird. Yeah, shit everything going was going wrong for the Giants. Um, I think their there were pipes six... didn't work. They couldn't take a shower for like the week, the days before because the pipes in the hotel froze or something Bizarre. or whatever. Bizarre. I mean, they didn't even show up though. I mean, when I'm looking at the Eagles, six different guys with two or more hurries. They just have they just have a bunch of guys that can come onto the field, have been cold, and come in and and get after it. Um, mm. They're so deep. I don't know what they're going to do. And, you know, it's the same thing. This this is what Buffalo should be, how deep this roster is. Yeah. When some of these contracts start kicking in with, I mean, I'm, they're going to have to resign uh, Jalen Hurts eventually. They're going to have to resign Devonta Smith. They got a lot of yeah. good players like that. This It's going to be interesting how they maintain. AJ Brown is just there yeah. killing it. Um, they just signed Hassan Redick, um, who's been awesome. He had five, five pressures in this game. Um, it's going to be interesting how they – they kind of manage this roster going forward the next couple of years because it's a really good young team. Not that young. They have some guys that are older, Brandon Graham, um, but uh, and, and their offensive line I think is a little bit older. But it's a, it's a loaded team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're real good, and uh, they're going to be able to host the NFC Championship game against the 49ers, who just kind of outlasted the Cowboys. <laughs> this game yeah. was, uh, I don't know. I mean, Dak obviously throws two interceptions that were critical. Um, one at the end of the first half, one in the first quarter that led directly to a field goal. And I believe the one at the end of the first half also led to a field goal. And, and mm-hmm. um, just you get the feeling with the Cowboys that Dak is like a good to very good quarterback, but he, he needs an elite roster. And oddly enough, like the 49ers roster. To they have a pretty close to elite level. roster too, though. They're uh, pretty, I mean, they're, they're pretty the damn good. good. I mean, they got a good Lo- offensive line. Pollard was critical for them. Sure, yeah, definitely, absolutely. They made it more one-dimensional Pain. than anything. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just I don't know if the if the Cowboys in their current construction are going to be able to go up a level. I don't think so. I mean, I think that yeah. proved that they, you know, like you said, the Niners really just outlasted them. It wasn't like either team was dominating. It was really just a very meh game. Um, both very good defenses, and you saw that. But it wasn't like. You know, you said the two there were two interceptions, but it was more of just not completing passes. You know, not being able to run the ball at all. Just a lot of you know a lot of punts. Um, Dak looked a little bit overwhelmed. The there was no like there was no big play calls. I feel like to get things going, it was just like all right, we're gonna do what we always do. And then Tony Pollard went down. It's like okay, we're gonna try and get the ball to CD Lamb, and that's it. And that's all they tried yeah. to do. I mean. Um, you know, they, they tried to get their, the ball, you know, what's his name had a big drop. 
uh, their other receiver over there, Gallup, not Galloway, what is Gallup? Gallup, yeah. He had a big drop, but it was just kind of ugly, and Niners finally got ahead. I mean, it was tied, what, 9-9, to I feel like, for a lot of the game, it seemed like. And then... Until uh, the fourth well, quarter, yeah. Until the fourth quarter, and then, you know, San Fran scored, and then that was that. They couldn't... Dallas couldn't do anything. They were trying to come back. They had every chance. What, they have three drives, I think, in the fourth quarter to come back and tie it? Yeah. They, and they went three and out they over went three and, and over out and over. On the, the real critical drive, which I believe they had the ball back with like five minutes to go. Yeah, plenty and of it time. it was like immediate sack, and then they were yep. just trying to throw the ball past the sticks. And, and they couldn't do it. Two straight incompletions, and they had to punt it. It was, it was just brutal. ugly. Looks like this is, you know, this is where the money's made, guys. Um, Jerry yeah, Jones is pissed. The Tony Pollard thing I think was pretty big because after that, Zeke Zeke is like a short yardage rusher now. Um, I know, right? <clears throat> what happened to him? I didn't see Dalton Schultz. Is, he, is oh. Dalton Schultz injured right now? No, Schultz played and he sucked. He had a touchdown. Right, so he, he had a touchdown. He did? Yeah, he had a touchdown. But then on the last drive, the very, the last, very last drive is drive, what I'm thinking he of. He just kept walking out of bounds and dropping I the didn't ball. even notice him. Oh, I my God, dude. You, did you see that series? Yeah. What, they have 40 did. seconds left? I mean, that's that's a lot to ask. I, I think way too much is being made out of that series. I mean, 40 seconds left with no timeouts. Oh, that's the one where he didn't get his other yards. foot down. Yeah. He didn't get his other foot down. He didn't He didn't go out of bounds to stop the clock correctly. And then I think he dropped a pass. Yeah. And, you know, why are they throwing three plays like that? I mean, I get it. I understand what you're trying to do, but it's like... Stop the clock going out of bounds. That's what you're yeah, trying to do. Yeah, the fact that... The they need they he, they left the whole wide open the whole middle of the field wide open and there was enough time to throw it deep down the middle get up to the line and clock it and be at like the forty instead of be wherever the fuck they were thirty still, yards away it, it would yeah. all come down to a hail mary yeah and but they didn't even get the opportunity you got to give yourself a chance uh, they yeah, would have had the ball at the forty eight there if that tight end got his other foot down I thought it was lazy um, those Schultz yeah yeah other than C D Lamb it was a bunch of guys that. I thought underperformed, especially Dak. Absolutely. I wasn't impressed. Well, and the Niners defense is insane. I mean, Frank Warner was all over the damn place as a linebacker. Fred, thank you. (laughs) Well, there was a Frank Warner years ago, I think. I don't think so. Regardless, whatever. Bosa's fun to watch, too. (laughs) Bosa and Parsons and and Warner in this game, you were just watching three of the best defensive players in the NFL. And they were all teeing off. Warner was covering C.D. Lamb. There was a play he cover, was covering him once or twice, and he was there every step of the way with C.D. Lamb, which was like, holy shit. I like shit, that kid. They, I like the, the safety they got, too. Hafanga. Right. He's a playmaker, dude. He's a wild card. You never know yeah. what he's going to do. Yeah, he blitzes a lot. They blitz yeah. him a lot. And then uh, Lenore had a, had a big play on defense. Um, Oregon kid. They have a great defense. Madre Lenore, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Kittle, Kittle played great. He had that Kittle great had catch. Kittle was awesome, man. Um, Kittle was making faces to the camera up above him. And... Yeah, they <laughs> they, have they this, were. They have this play, and they make it so easy for Purdy, where they just do a front side play action and then hit a backside seam to George Kittle. And I'm like, that's a classic Gronkowski play. Yeah, why don't we run that just, this year to Henry? Why don't we try that ever? And ever. Obviously, Kittle is has more juice in his legs than either of the tight ends the Patriots have, but it's just such I mean, it looks so easy. Front side and he's wide the fuck sides. open. He's they wide did it open. On the last drive of the game, they did it for a big play in the first half. Just, uh, they make it look easy. Kyle Shanahan makes it look easy. That's a good team, man. They're just loaded with, with talent between Ayuk and yeah. Samuel and Kittle and McCaffrey. It's like, and then they, yeah. you know, Elijah Mitchell's no no slouch. They, they got some really good players there. And now we get to see them travel across the country and play Philadelphia. Um, 
Philly, who really hasn't had up until this playoff game, they really haven't had like a, a game that they really had to had to have. Hmm. I don't know that week 18, they, they wanted to have to, to lock up the division, but Dallas was also playing like garbage at the same time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles can, can move up a level as the stakes raise um, 49ers, you know, Brock Purdy, seven and zero as a starting quarterback. He's still a rookie. Crazy. Last still pick in the draft, right? Yeah. yeah. Last pick, uh, Mr. Irrelevant. So these are, I, I feel like from the beginning of December, we all felt like these were the two best teams in the NFC. And so it's, it's more than fitting that they, mm-hmm. they match up in the, in the championship game. Eagles fans are going to be crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if the hotel the Niners are in doesn't have any water or whatever you guys were saying before. Yeah. There's going to be some hooligans like fire uh, alarms going off all night. The worst, the yeah, worst of the worst. Exactly. exactly. So uh, the 49ers are going to have their hands full. The Eagles, uh, you know, no team has won a game after playing the 49ers for like 12 weeks or something like that. So obviously they're an extremely physical really? team. There's wow. some crazy stat like that. Um, I really don't know. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen the line yet. I'm sure it's Eagles minus three, but I, I think I'm going to take the Niners. I just think the Niners are a, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean it's a really tough one. It's a really tough one. I uh, I'm going to lean towards the Niners too, just because I feel like the Eagles have a little bit of uh, choke in them for whatever reason. Philly's two and a half point favorite right now, mm-hmm. according to this website. Um, I don't believe in Philly's coach. I, like you said, they really haven't had their feet to the fire in a game where they must have, and that generally brings out a lot of stupid decisions by certain coaches if they haven't been there before or done it. And their coach, I think, has a little bit in, the, in that in that of him, and I, I hope he screws up because I don't really like his body language or how he seems to make decisions. Niners just got something, man. It seems like they're just hot and they're figuring it out, and Purdy's got something. I can't imagine they win the Super Bowl, but... I, I, I can see them getting there. I can see them beating Eagles. I'll take them. I, I honestly don't know. It's a toss-up for me. Um, they're both really good. That's and a tough both, one, man. They're both really complete teams is, is a really interesting thing. Brock Purdy's been awesome. Um, I keep betting against uh, Brock Purdy, and he, and he proves me wrong every time. I guess just knowing how Philly is, how tough it is to go into Philly, I'll, I'll take the Eagles for, for that sake. But um, – this is, yeah. I think, the best game. This should be the best game we've we've seen from the NFC all season. Absolutely. Well, and the thing uh, is with the Niners, too, for me, it's like Purdy's been great, playing great, but because he is a rookie last pick, you know, it's like it's not this t- he's not a tall guy. He's got started to get some balls batted down last week and the last couple of weeks, and it's like if they had a legit quarterback that you knew could do it, I would be all in on them. I'd think they were going to win it. But it's like he is such a big unknown it's like, how is this guy going to keep going undefeated? Like, how is he going to keep making the plays? You know what I mean? You have to give a ton of credit to to Shanahan there, too. Absolutely. Seeing what they've been through this season between Trey Lance and, and Garoppolo, and now you got the last pick in the draft playing like this. It's, you know. Shows what a, a coach can do. Job. I don't know why I haven't heard more shouts for coach of the year for Shanahan. It's a very good yeah. point. Very yeah. good point. So that's the early game next Sunday, the late game. Bengals and Chiefs, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. A lot's been made about the fact that the Bengals have won three consecutive games against the Chiefs, two of which were in the regular mm-hmm. season last year and this year. Chiefs are coming in off of that bye week. You know, they have a little bit more rest. However, Patrick Mahomes having that injury last week, that makes them a little bit questionable. Bengals, you mentioned before, Ryan, that their offensive line has been banged up, but 
they're playing with more confidence than anybody in the NFL at this point. The Bengals just feel they they said so much stuff after that game where they're like, nobody believes in us. Everybody's like conspiring against us. The neutral <laughs> neutral field, like the whole thing. Uh, yeah, they made yeah. this us against the world mentality, uh, which is a good which, mentality to have in the playoffs. It's the best. It's yeah. the best. Um, I think I'm taking. Am I really going to take two road teams? In the, I'm taking in the, the Bengals. Games? I think I'm, I'm taking, taking the Bengals. Bengals too. Yeah, I'm four in a row against the Chiefs. That's hard to. It's hard to believe, but Pat Mahomes. I mean, like we're saying, I can't imagine him being, you know, above seventy percent going into this game. Like he is going to be hurting. An ankle injury takes two weeks generally, maybe a week if you're really, really lucky. But that looked like a pretty bad ankle injury. He really couldn't walk. They had to take the shit out of it. I mean, he needs to be at. If he was at full strength, I'd maybe take the Chiefs. But the way it is, I mean, the Bengals' defense, too, was really getting after it last week against the Bills. Like you were saying, they were really pressuring uh, Allen. And, I, you know, part of that was on the Bills' offensive line. A lot of that, I mean, their defensive front over in Cincinnati is very underrated. Nobody really talks about those defensive ends or D-tackles, but those D-ends get friggin' after you when they want. There was a couple series last week where the Bills couldn't do anything, and the Chiefs have a good offensive line, but with Mahomes not being able to move the way he normally wants to, I feel like that's a recipe for disaster for him. Like he, he'll probably pull off a couple crazy drives that are really impressive that we wouldn't expect, but I don't think he can do enough to get them to win this game, especially with that pass rush coming after him. I think it's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. Both, both of these games expected to be mid thirties with no precipitation. So it's going nice. to be, Pretty favorable conditions for for playing outdoors in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati is currently favored by one point in Kansas wow. City. That's because so, of Mahomes injury. Yeah, so the the public is feeling the Cincinnati buzz right now. Um, could you? Yeah, could you imagine Joe Burrow going back to back Super Bowl appearances? He's yeah, this I can see special. it. He's special. He's really good. Um, I think it comes. They down lost to the Mahomes first two games of the year yeah. too. Mahomes has been. It's a big story for sure. Um, we'll see how he comes out, but Cincinnati has beat them the last two times they've played them. Um, both, I think, was it was it last year, right? Um, they beat them last January and they beat them this December. So um, the Bengals believe in themselves. I think we'll we'll see how the Chiefs come out. I guess Sky Moore is good to go. We'll see how the the Bengals line up with their offensive line, but. The Bengals are flying high right now, man, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm going with them. I think, but it's really close. And I think that as much as I'm saying like Bengals Eagles could easily go the other way and be Chiefs 49ers. These games are really tight. Yeah, I just hope they're competitive games. You know, I mean, this I was so excited for this past weekend, and one game after another was just like you know maybe one team was trying to battle their way back into it, but it was pretty much over. I mean, most they were kind of, of those boring games. games. Yeah. They were boring, and I mean, everything was pretty much over with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, you know? Yeah. There was no one battling back like, oh, they're going to be able to do it? No. I mean, it was like, you know, maybe, but really not. The Bills didn't have any juice. The Jags kind of ran out of steam. Um, yeah, the Cowboys were close, but they didn't They didn't look like they were going to do anything, you know? Right, exactly. Like, it was never, yeah, the score was technically close, but it was like the Niners had it, and... The bill, the the Cowboys never really made any effort. I don't even think they got over midfield in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that was yeah. boring. I really want some good football. Yeah, with the, the caliber of these four teams, I'd be surprised if we didn't. Right, have some real close games here. All right. Um, if wait, a question for you guys: If there was any chance of a blowout, 
who and what game and who would do it. Boy. Uh, you think there's a chance or no? I think, you I say think there's no chance. There's, I don't think there's a good chance of blowout, but if I had to pick a team, I would pick the, the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Blowing them out. touchdowns, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Because if they Mahomes. come out with that hot first quarter the same way they did against Buffalo, and then yeah. Mahomes is dropping back 40, 50 times in the game with that bum no. ankle. Maybe re-aggravates a, it. That would be my... Bad. Yeah, it's a bad yeah. recipe. Pretty good. I don't know. I just I can't see the Eagles. The Eagles rely on that run game so much, and the Niners are the number one run defense in the NFL. Just feel like right there. Statistics really for you. They have a good pass game too, though, and they have uh, that really really good QB sneak, and um, you know what's his name, Goddard, uh, AJ Brown, uh, Quez Watkins, and then what's his name there, uh, Devonta Smith. This they just they had a lot of ways they can beat you. Yeah, that's a good that's a good line too. That's a really good offensive line. It's not like yeah. some shit offensive line. I don't know. I think it's the Bengals' year. I'm feeling it's the Bengals' year. <laughs> Definitely could be. Definitely could. They be, needed yes. a better offensive line. They kind of put that together, and here they are. Pretty good. Lots to look forward to. Championship weekend coming up uh, right away. So, um, anything else you guys want to cover? No, we'll get to mm-hmm. stuff. I think we'll get to more of the off-season stuff in the next few weeks. We'll save yeah. some stuff for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got to save it. Little teaser. Yep. Hmm? Little teaser. All right. Little teaser. Okay. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week. All right, guys, see ya. Adios. Sweet.